There was a time in this country when giant beasts ruled the night, thundering through woods and mountains, screaming like a banshee in the darkness. darkness. And if you got too close, they chewed you up, spit you out, and left your remains scattered in the night. night. A train rumbles, a ticket man bumbles, and unfortunately stumbles onto the tracks. Onto the tracks. Now you might grumble, but you'd be humbled by the terrifying rough and tumble of Vander, Vander. North Carolina. Carolina. One of Snake Pontchartrain's places you wouldn't want to go unless you're with Snake Pontchartrain. I thought I'd spend Thanksgiving in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That snakes kind of town. Fort Bragg, plenty of veterans, military families, and a chance to meet up with my old friend Ghost Train. He had a little time off, so I asked him what he planned to do with his R&R. Visit with family, catch up with old friends like the snake, watch some college football, and go off in search of the Vander Light. The Vanderlight! I didn't suppose it would do any good to remind him that, that at the turn of the century, a fellow named Archer Matthews ran the train depot in Vander, and along with punching tickets, his job was to make sure the switches were properly thrown and to keep an eye out for thieves and freight hoppers. For one night, as he idled in the station, stoking a cup of joe, smoke boxing his cigar, and rolling through the obits of the Fayetteville Observer, he heard a suspicious noise out by the tracks. He immediately put a call in to Cumberland Sheriff R.N. McGeechee. That's a good name for a sheriff, huh? McGeechee? Said he thought there might be some no-goods messing around the rails, and to send a posse of deputies down to the station. It was the last time anyone ever talked to Matthews again. At the scene later, the train conductor told Sheriff McGeechee he'd approached the station with caution, but when he saw the passenger light was off, he increased his speed to move on to the next town. And that's when he saw Archer's body on the tracks. He pulled the whistle. He hit the brakes. He did all he could, but it was just too late. They quietly buried what was left of the body and filed it away as a tragic accident. But soon after, tales of the Vander Light began. An eerie glow of white on one side of the track, a dim flicker of red on the other. Was it a warning to stop others from suffering Archer's fate, or the very thing that had lured Archer to his death? But despite the efforts of bored soldiers, treasure hunters, and snarky students, no one had gotten close enough to discover the source. No, I didn't suppose it would do him any good to remind him of that. But I did it anyway! And then he hit me with a detail I didn't know. Snake, you left something out. They never found Archer's head. Are you kidding me? Come on! I just spent a night escaping from the headless rider of Elmore, Ohio! Ohio! And now you want me to go chasing another decapitated demon of dread? Snake, you can come with me. 
or I can go alone, but I'm finding that Vander Light. <sighs> Out of Fayetteville, we took the big trouble onto Person Street until it turned into Clinton Road. From there, we headed on to Sunnyside School Road, and in less than 200 yards, we saw the tracks next to the space where the station used to be. And cut the headlights. Why did we get out of that cab? That's what I asked myself when the darkness shifted to something more sinister and a smoking red light ebbed and flowed on the other side of the tracks. We crossed the rails towards the fearful beacon. And there, on the ground, next to a glowing smoking cigar, was the head of Archer Matthews, staring eyes filled with terror and silently mouthing the same thing over and over. We leaned in close until we were able to make sense of the slowly moving lips. Look behind us! And we did. And in that moment, we learned there was no bad side of the tracks. It was all bad! Because there, on the other side of the rails, was a spectral lantern, illuminating the headless body of Archer Matthews, desperately searching for his frightened head on the ground behind him. And he turned the lantern towards us and began to step across the tracks, when out of the darkness, the roaring of a ghost train, and not the guy beside me, but an actual ghost train, raced towards us, powering by the wailing of tortured souls hurtling into a dark corner of the afterworld. And like that, it was over, leaving only the smell of tobacco in the air. After a moment, Ghost Train turned to me and said, This was a stupid idea. What are you talking about, Ghost Train? It was your idea! And he smiled and said, I never would have come if you hadn't agreed. And that's exactly how it happened, including the stuff about a train powered by souls. You think I make this stuff up? Just because it makes no sense doesn't mean I make it up. But in order to make sense of the lack of sense, I got the sense I should give that sensei of sense Claire Marie a call. There are all kinds of reasons skeptics give for the widely reported Vander Light like a phosphorus gas compound, not dissimilar to the ones that might have caused the will-o'-the-wisps on the British Heath. Others believe that methane, or an electrical charge, interacts with the rails and the sandy soil to produce flashes of light. And some have simply dismissed it as the lights of the neighboring town of Stedman. It's quite possible that Archer Matthews is a composite of cautionary tales about playing around railroads. Why do people think telling someone a ghost is somewhere is a good way to keep people from visiting a place? Am I right? Snake? Anyhow, that entire Fayetteville to Vander stretch has a history of hauntings, from Hannah Creek's savage revenge hanging to the haunting of Harmony Hall plantations. But none of this should come as a surprise. That area is home to Cape Fear. Cape Fear? Cape Fear? Which version? Which version of Cape Fear? Robert De Niro's or Robert Mitchum's? If any Hollywood types are thinking about making a flick about the snake, they'd be wise to go with somebody like Bob Mitchum when casting me. Not old Bob Mitchum, and certainly not dead Bob Mitchum, but somebody like Bob Mitchum.
Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. That guy's cool. He played Judge Dredd, he played Dr. McCoy, and now he can play the snake. But not Bobby De Niro. Not Bobby D. I like Bobby D, but Bobby D ain't me. Bobby D is talking to me, but he ain't talking like me. Anyhow, even if you're hanging with Bobby D, or Carl Urban, or any other Hollywoodsies, you shouldn't go to Vander, Vander, North Carolina, Carolina, because it's one of Snake Pontchartrain's places you wouldn't want to go unless you're with Snake Pontchartrain.